The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. You're listening to Grinding Gears with Pete and Aaron right here on Radio South and 96.4 and Coast Access Radio Capity. And guess what? It's our 200th freaking show. So if it's sunny, crack a beer. Uh, for us, we certainly are. Don't forget we're on iTunes and Spotify, plus you can stream us on accessmedia.nz and check out Facebook. Just search Grinding Gears. This week we've got an old Toyota pickup getting really good money. Mixed news from General Motors and Tesla time. It's all good.
You're on Radio South and 96.4 and Coast Access Radio up in Capity. This is Grinding Gears 200th frickin' show with Pete. And Aaron. It's your weekly show about cars and drivers, enthusiasts, and the obsessed. And to kick it off, an 84-mile 1993 Toyota pickup barn find just fetched $45,000, probably American, on eBay. Yeah, a few days ago we found a story about a 1993 barn find Toyota pickup truck in the United States that had only 84 original miles on it. And we reckon it would sell for a decent amount, being a Hilux. Mm-hmm. Thankfully you checked on it before coming in earlier. As it sold on eBay for yep forty five thousand one hundred bucks, with the winning buyer swooping in at the last moment with a hundred dollars more than the previous bidder to nab it up. Yeah, the unusual find was purchased new in nineteen ninety three, driven for eighty miles, then put in, uh, pulled a Sleeping Beauty for twenty eight years, and a New Hampshire barn. Uh, in July, the second buyer brought it home and put only four miles on it, possibly to make sure that it was still running properly, which he says it is, mm-hmm. which you'd hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then put it up for auction on uh, September 14 with a starting price of twenty grand. So we'd imagine his, he'd be pretty bloody happy with um, the final selling price. Yeah, right. And the original description of the truck is enthusiastic, shall we say. And plenty of exclamation points to convey the sales recognition of what he had in his hands. One party even stated this was purchased new in 1993 and driven approximately 80 miles, then put in a barn where it remained until it purchased it in July. Now it was 84 miles on it. Yeah. Had lots of exclamation marks to put in there. Yeah. Uh, except for the battery, fuel tank, fuel pump, uh, fuel pickup assembly, the truck is pretty much all original. On the outside, it's uh, in beautiful shape and finished in an evergreen pearl with uh, a few minor dents uh, said to be from something falling against it in the barn. Two of the trucks are hot right now, along with a number of other models, like uh, as the market is all topsy-turvy, really. Another Toyota truck revised to look like, and if you remember this, uh, Marty McFly's Toyota Extra Cab SR5 from Back to the Future. And that sold for 58000 That would have been the earlier 80s one. Yeah. Back to the Future was 85, for those of you who are still alive then. I always wanted one of those in black too with the top mounted fog lights, man. It was so cool in the 80s. Yeah, last April, a 6,000 mile 1990 truck sold for 30000 too. Uh, the moral of the story is if you happen to find a vintage Toyota truck in good shape for a reasonable price, you might want to grab it now. Especially if you head over to the General Motors lot at the moment. According to an article from Auto Evolution, hundreds of unfinished GM trucks are parked in an empty field because of the current ship nightmare. The lack of semiconductor chips is a nightmare that doesn't seem to come to an end for car makers out there at the moment. Uh, And General Motors certainly knows this best. The company has recently decided to move hundreds of unfinished trucks into an empty field close to the I-75 in Mount Morris, Michigan, as it's waiting for chips to install certain critical systems. But GM has embraced what appears to be more of a convenient way of dealing with the semiconductor shortage. Instead of halting production for the Flint assembly plant, General Motors has decided to continue building trucks without installing certain systems that would require significant numbers of chips. I don't wonder much a regular modern car needs the things, no? Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, the plan was as simple as it could be, though. All these vehicles left unfinished, and once they rolled off the assembly lines, they moved over to GMC's parking lots, waiting for the chips to be delivered. When the uh, semiconductors become available, the company's engineers can then install them, get the required systems going, and ship trucks to dealerships and customers. But with an output of a 1,000 trucks in 24 hours, it was only a matter of time until the Flint assembly produced... More vehicles in GM can send to its parking lots. Uh, so the company has recently moved some of these unfinished vehicles to an empty field close to the I-75, with a local media report showing there are several hundred trucks currently waiting for Chip's ad hoc parking lot. And the images show perfectly just how much disruption the global chip shortages uh, caused, especially in the auto sector. And the bad news is the lack of semiconductor still isn't supposed to come to an end too soon. With some companies, including Daimler, expecting to struggle in, into 2023. Yeah, General Motors, uh, however, is working on several fronts in an attempt to reduce the impact of the chip shortage, including working directly with foundries, uh, hoping, it's, uh, hoping that by simplifying the supply chain, the impact of a potential disruption would also be lowered. Yeah, we wish Sam and all the others luck out there. But play some music now, so turn them ears up too loud.
Hey, it's Pete and Aaron right here, right now on Grinding Gears, Radio South 96.4 and Coast Access FM in Capity. And it's our 200th show, for goodness sake. Who'd have thought we'd still be allowed on the radio waves? <laughs> yeah. We're back with General Motors, actually, as they have officially cancelled one of the most powerful combustion engines ever. Yeah, when the C7 uh, Chevrolet Corvette ZR1 debuted in the 2019 model year, it literally shook the super world with its 770, uh, 755 horsepower 6.2 litre supercharged V8. Unlike the previous generation ZR1, which shared the G-turn version of the Cadillac, this uh, LT5 motor was the only uh, was only exclusive to the Corvette. But outside the production car realm, GM also offered it as a standalone crate engine. Though, unfortunately now, the LT5 here is officially over. Uh, bringing up the Chevrolet Performance Part website, you'll find that the LT5 is listed, but a yellow banner at the top of the page informs shoppers that it's a discontinued product. Mm, of course, we knew the C7 ZR1 wouldn't stick around long. But being a pinnacle performance for GM, there wasn't really an appropriate secondary application for the V8 to go into. Uh, well, perhaps a final edition Camaro IROC with the LT5 would have been sweet. Mm-hmm. But with the Camaro sales all but dried up and production woes hurting mainstream models, such a move would likely be extremely cost prohibitive. All that being said, don't be too sad at the end of the bonkers internal combustion power from GM. Supercharged LT4 V8, Shuba, the Camaro ZL1, and the Cadillac CT5V Blackwing cranks out 668 horsepower in top trim. And of course, they've got the C8 Corvette Z06 with its nice high revving dock V8 now, too. There's no reason to believe the next generation ZR1, the C8 Corvette ZR1, won't get a fabulously boosted version that makes as much or even more freaking power. Yeah, keep in mind these pure combustion powered Corvettes uh, add in electrification and power levels quickly rise. Starting with the Roman C8 Corvette E-Ray expected in 2023, it could also use the existing 496.2 litre naturally aspirated engine with a single electric motor, boosting output to 650 horsepower. And then there's the new Zora flagship, which has long been rumoured to pack upwards of 1,000 horsepower with its hybrid powertrain. So go ahead and pour one out uh, for the old supercharged LT5 for me. But don't mourn too long. Bigger and better things are waiting in the wings. But now, it's that time of the show. It's Tesla time. And guess what? They've sued another unhappy buyer. The Chinese ladies uh, that protested in Shanghai. You've never mentioned Zhang Yazhu, but I did spot the article even before we knew her name. Her protest against the Tesla at the Auto Shanghai 2021 made her world famous when she jumped on top of a Model 3 to scream that it had defective brakes. And uh, her case is still in the Chinese course, uh, unlike uh, that of Han Chao. Uh, Tesla was convicted for fraud after it sold him a crashed Model S. Despite that, the car maker still wants the Yazoo to pay. It is suing her for 5 million RMB due to reputation infringements. Something that uh, must be similar to defamation, I guess. Uh, just to know RMB is Renmin by the currency of the People's Republic of China. Although we don't know how much the people have to do with it. But moving along. Uh, yeah, according to Weixin, yeah, a yeah. Chinese Instagram chat thing, um, 
Yazoo shared on September the 27th that Tesla had started this lawsuit against her. Yeah, Paul states that she received the indictment on August 14, making Yazoo's case older than Charles. Despite that, she probably felt she had to warn other unhappy Tesla customers that the company was also targeting her. Yeah, the Chinese protester shared everything that's happened with her lawsuits against Tesla. Curiously, Yazoo uh, was the first to sue the company for defamation. After that happened, uh, Tesla Vice President Tao Lin uh, said in an interview on April 19 that the unhappy customer was very professional and suggested that someone helped her organise the protest at Auto Shanghai 2021. Mm, Zhu is also suing Tesla Shanghai and Tesla Beijing because the company posted on the Chinese platform that her father was tailgating the car in which a Model 3 crashed. The unhappy Tesla customer said this wreck motivated a protest at the Chinese auto show. According to her, the car's brakes failed. Yeah, after the company's post, Yazoo and her family would have been insulted and threatened on social media by Tesla fans. Uh, she said that caused them mental anguish. Uh, she also stated that Tesla has not tried to solve the product quality dispute mm. uh, they have due to her Model 3. And it is clear that Yazoo has also suing Tesla for the alleged defect in her electric vehicle. She's asking uh, 10,000 RMB, which is about 2,250 New Zealand dollars at the current exchange rate, from each of the parties, and 20,000 RMB, that's four and a half probably for legal costs. That amounts to 50,000 RMB, or about 11,250 New Zealand bucks. Tesla first responded with a jurisdictional objection that the Chinese courts denied. To her surprise, Tesla retaliated with a 5 million RMB lawsuit, which is just over 1.1 million New Zealand dollars. Way to be dicks about it, guys. Yeah, Wexon reported that uh, Tesla is already experiencing adverse effects from suing these customers, which is no sh- yeah, really, uh, especially Charles' case. After all, Tesla was condemned for fraud, and that's uh, the final decision. Chow sarcastically said the company expects to make more money from suing him than selling him a car with no issues. <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably right on with that one. Uh, but that's us for this week. We're out of here before Tesla sues us. Yeah. Till next time, though, don't be a dick, make it click. When we went to I said, just pretend it's a holiday And you said, you, I'll just pretend it's Fiji, baby You drive me up the wall sometimes You say, it's better if we spend some time away in the middle of the smith Something break down So come on now It's not a race We'll catch up when the end is near Let's fall away and disappear again You're the one I want to say that I always want to stay with you when this world
Proceeding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand on Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.